Hi everyone and welcome to the Tina Talks podcast. On this podcast I will be talking to a range of different people about lots and lots of different things. This first episode is about how your first true love can affect your love life moving forward. Can you ever get over your first true love? Can you ever love the same? Will things be different? Keep on listening to find out more. My big question is that I do believe that men find it very hard to fall in love once they have had their heart broken. And what I mean by that, to simplify it, is that um, when men first um, experience their first true love, at whatever age that may be, they really do immerse themselves fully into everything. It's their first true love. Yeah. Yeah. It's their first true love. They just throw themselves into it. They feel like they're going to be with this woman for the rest of their life. And and that's it. And they just go all in. And then when that fails and it breaks down, for whatever reason, that might be her, that might be him. But generally, if it's her and she's left him, when the man it feels heartbroken in that way and it's his first love, I believe that they find it so difficult to move on. They're so affected by it that they can't move on in their next steps in finding someone else. It really puts them back. Definitely, for sure. It does, yeah. No, I can, I can relate to that. Uh, but, see, I can relate to that in two ways. Um it happened to myself. Um, the biggest factor for my first um, breakdown was uh, religion. Because uh, the first uh, about my girlfriend, which I met when I was in uh, sixth form, she was a Sikh and I'm Hindu. Oh, right. Now, there's not a big difference, but uh, obviously for her it was. And to contradict that, the wife who, well, my wife now, who are married, she is Sikh. <laughs> So what happened was, is um, the first girlfriend, um, we met her at 6'4", like you said, I went all out, did everything, pulled, pulled out all the stops for her. You, uh, we got to a stage where, you know, we just wanted to spend as much time as we want, uh, as we can together. Mm-hmm. Um, we even chose to go to the same university after 6'4", same course. We just wanted to be together. It was all going well. Everything was going well. We... We started our first year at uni. We went to lectures, you know, fresh years, a party, whatnot, together. And most of the time, it was just me and her. Wow. And we would hook up with mates mm-hmm. but, um, just on the odd occasions. But we don't want... it didn't change until my my folks, my parents, sort of. Um, no, no, they don't. My parent parents are sort of um, liberal. They don't really. They didn't put no pressure on me, but they just said. Look, you're at uni now. Think about when you finish uni, you might want to get married, so see if you can find someone. I didn't tell them I had a girlfriend. Why didn't... Was there any reason for why you didn't tell your parents Um, that you had a girlfriend? The main main thing is... um, Because I didn't want them to put that pressure of me getting married. Right. At that point, I just wanted to enjoy. Okay. Enjoy my life, so we was holidaying every, say, two, three times a year. It was just fun. I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. That, that was the main reason. 
But when they told me, when they actually, it, was, it came as a shock to me because I was only in my first year uni, but it came as a shock. My dad actually told me that. So then I spoke to Raj, that was the girl's name, um, at uni. I sat her down and just said, look, I, did, I didn't say to her, like, we're going to get married next year or this year or whatnot. I just said, my folks are saying for me to uh, look out now at uni, the best place to meet somebody. And that's where um, she changed in a way. She got all reserved and at that I can still remember that day. We could, for the first time ever, we struggled to find words to, to, uh, to say to each other, to find conversation. It was really awkward. Really? Because she just, yeah, she just shut off and I was just like, what have I done wrong yet? So I questioned myself all evening. So the next day we met up again as normal and it was as if she, she treated it as if it didn't happen. Okay. She, she went back to normal. So I said, fine, and I didn't touch that subject for a bit, but then I, it came to a point where I just asked her out, and I just, it was over a restaurant in Birmingham, actually, so I just asked her, what changed, what, what happened to you that day? And she goes, my parents would never accept it. Um, they're really proud, they called them a hierarchy in the sea called Judd. They said that they're too proud, my father's too proud, he won't accept it within his sort of society, his group of um, friends and whatnot. Is is she um was she she was a Sikh Sikh yeah Sikh and in the Sikh community it's frowned upon that they marry outside of the oh, yeah. Sikh community right that's correct yeah so she just sort of told me straight out that it's not going to go any further it's not going to happen so then I questioned her in terms of how come she let it go so far like we were practically like married couple we spent the last three years through sixth form, first year uni, together. Mm-hmm. So that's when I questioned her. I said, so, you know, you've, you've dragged it on for three years to tell me now that it's never going to get to a stage where we can take it further in terms of marriage. And that broke out into an argument and whatnot. And then we just sort of fell out for a bit. But then we started talking again, obviously, because we were in the same lectures and the same uni. Yeah. Uh, until then, the social media, I get a message on Facebook Oh no! That, um, I won't be able to see you anymore. Um, I love my family too much, my parents too much. I'll never see them get hurt. And that was the last time I heard of her. Oh but no! I, I did, yeah, I did reply to her, and I did say to her uh, that was my last day at uni. I quit uni. You quit I, uni? I quit uni. Yes, it affected me. Like you said, it affected me pretty bad. I quit uni, didn't go back. Didn't even try to contact her, and it resulted in me being sectioned under the Mental Health Act. I just went crazy. Wow. I would, uh, walk up and down, you know, canals, uh, just counting the bridges. I used to just, and the most important part was I didn't tell my parents I quit uni. They thought I was still at uni. Really? I'd wake up every morning and just, uh, I would. I would go and sit in the cinema in the daytime when it was just empty and just watch anything. Really? On my own. Yeah. Um, I would just hang out all day in a shopping centre, sitting Costa for like four or five hours. I was just lost um, to a point where I, my eating, I stopped eating, sorry, I should say. I started drinking. Mm-hmm. And then um, they found me by a canal. The police did. And then they sectioned me in a hospital. So mm-hmm. I went to Northampton. In Matthews, and that's it's a good thing and a bad thing because I came out of that hospital as a better person, better person, but still uh, questioned myself till that point. Question yourself why. as to as to why. 
Yeah, because we, we had something, I thought we had something special, mm -hmm. basically. I thought we, this, this could be, when you meet, when I met her, it was like, we clicked. Mm -hmm. There was no awkwardness. It was, it was, it was like it was meant to be mm -hmm. for me anyway. Well, that's how it's. And so I came out, I spent seven months in that hospital, mm -hmm. uh, self-harming. So I would find anything to cut myself with or um, I was on a suicidal watch. Um, Yeah, that's brilliant. That's where I met my wife and we worked. Do you know why it worked is because I didn't... Um, when I first met my wife, she, I was, she was partnered to oversee my training period Yeah. in the bank. So, but she, she never thought of me as anything other, other than a friend. And I didn't think of anything of her other than a friend. Yeah. And I think that's what made it easier. I was still really reserved to get close to anybody. Okay. Yeah. But we, we, and on top of that, in West Brom, where I was living, uh, I used to live in a five, about 10 minute drive from her house, which is really close. Wow. Which was just coincidence. So then what we started doing, we started doing car share. So I would take her to work one week. She used to take me to work for one week. And I worked there for four years in that same bank. And she was working there, but then she got transferred to Birmingham. But we still kept in contact. Until a day, I didn't even think anything different of it. Uh, she says, oh, look, I need to go and get some uh, clothes for her bank because she used to have to wear suits and whatnot. But let's go to Mary here. So I says, yes, yeah, sweet. Brother. So she picked me up. We went, had a normal day as we would have had prior to this. We shopped, we had coffee, we ate. And on the way home, that's when she spoke to me about 
uh, marriage. So I thought she was just talking about, you know, her parents are asking her to get married, let alone think of her getting married to me, because I still thought that that religion difference is still going to play a part. Was she was she of a different religion to you? Yeah, she's Sikh as well. She's Sikh as well. First one, Raj, yes, Aaron, she's Sikh. When she was dropping me off in the car, that's when she says, I'm thinking of telling my parents about us. <laughs> I was, oh, shout shot. I didn't know what. My generous says, well, about us. <laughs> yeah. Because well, you weren't, you weren't in... Genuinely. Yeah. Of her nothing. She was just a friend. A yeah. colleague. Okay, more than a weird colleague. We became friends. We used to hang out. But it was just as a friend. And I was shut up. I says, what, what us? And she goes, the last couple of years, don't you think we've gone really well? She goes, I know you, you know me, we know us. But each other, she goes... I can assure you that when I introduce you to my parents, they're going to absolutely love you. So I'm the parents. She goes, oh, no, believe me. She goes, that's not going to make a difference. She goes, religion won't even come into question. She goes, my parents will do what makes her happy, basically. And it, and it did actually happen. Wow. I actually got the courage then to tell my parents after a few months after that conversation. And my dad said, OK, let me see the guilt. He didn't say yes straight away, fair play to him, because he was like, it would come to a shock. Not bad shock, but all of a sudden I said I want to get married. And the parents met, and to my surprise, to Aaron's surprise, the parents met, they said we're going to respect the Sikh wedding, we're going to respect the Hindu wedding, we're going to do both. Wow. We're also going to have a, uh, a lavish party, and we're going to do a reception wedding all in one day. All in one day? How did you manage to do that? One day. started at 7 o'clock in the morning at the Sikh temple till 12. Then it was 12 to 3 Hindu ceremony. And the 6 till late was the party. Wow. It was crazy. It was crazy, yeah. But it's amazing how the same girl Raj from Sikh and then she... And I just thought, it can't happen to me. <laughs> I was, I was um, living in a dream towards the end. And now I've got two beautiful daughters... Oh, wow. That's when I realised that, that that girl that I met in in college was my sort of naiveness. That was my youth. Yeah. The first girl, she was the first girl I ever asked her, and she said yes. So. Okay. I, I, I thought it was love until mm-hmm. I met Aaron, and then it's Aaron who explained to me that over the last couple of years, we've worked together, we've been friends, we never called, like, we never argued, we never, we never sort of fell out. We spoke well. She helped me in my situation, and then I helped her. Do you think that? Do you think that because um, you did, you both weren't viewing it as a relationship, That's that there was it, yeah. it, that there was no arguments and there was no because nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we kept it to a, well. I thought it, I kept it to a level where it never went beyond a friend. It was only in that conversation when she dropped me off that. I thought, did I drop any hints or what did I do? Because I was still reserved. I didn't want to go into a relationship straight away. <laughs> yeah, because um, that seems quite drastic. That seems quite drastic, you know, to spend oh, yeah, yeah. so much of your time with somebody um, as yeah, a friend course. and then for them all of Is that normal, like, just to turn around all of a sudden yeah, and go... It's never happened. Um, do you want to get married? <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's not normal. No, it's not. It's not. And then uh, she says that I'm not going to go out there. Uh, the, the, her justification to it is that we get on really well. 
Um, she, she knows me better than she knows any other person that her parents would put in front of her for like an arranged marriage because they still do that in Asian wedding and uh, Asian families. So she goes, I know how my life is going to be after I get married with you, whereas I don't know if with anybody else who I'd meet. I suppose, yeah, yeah, she knows. Is it, um, I'm saying it's not normal as in the sense of that would be, if, if one of my close friends just said to me, look, we've been getting on for the past few years, you know, I've done this for you, I've done that for you, I'm just speaking to my mum my and dad about marriage, you know, they'd love you, I'd be like, what? But I have to understand that in the Sikh community and the Hindu yeah. community that um, marriage is sort of like the relationship stage, isn't it? There's, there should that's be it. there should be no before it should just be marriage yeah, yeah. that's right and then and she, that's that's one thing that she did do that she that her parents are amazing my in-laws basically she she respected them until that day that she got married and she's a, she's a very modern girl uh, but she kept values and the respect that her parents gave her to let her live her own life she didn't sort of um, overmark that in any way she she respected it. Yeah. And she goes, and this is why my parents will let, when I choose somebody, they will know that it's the right person for me. So Because they trust happened. her judgment. That's right, yeah. And now we're happily married. Happily married two kids later. Yeah, she's, uh, she's working her life. I'm doing my thing. Wow. It's working out just well. And this is, for me, this is when you said, look, this is what love really should be, what I am feeling now, what I'm living now. Basically. What were some of the differences, Vips? Can you just explain what are some of the significant differences from that, from your first love to this? What made you realise that that wasn't what you thought it was? I think being attracted to a good-looking girl when I was when I was younger, mm-hmm. I thought that that was love. Going out, clubbing, drinking, um, on the phone to her till late, uh, meals every weekend. Uh, that it was that sense of having a girlfriend. I don't know if it's peer pressure or saying that. Oh, look, I've got a girlfriend. Okay. And and she's one of the good-looking girls. And from that, you went on to. I thought it became. For now, when I reflect back to it, it became a habit for me to. I know it's not a nice thing to say, but well, after what she did, but it became a habit for me to be with her, be around her, and I think likewise, she must have felt the same. It was routine. It felt normal. It was just, this is how it is. We got up, we rang each other, are you ready? I'll pick you up in five. We head down to Carl's Uni and then spend the day together. So for me, it felt as if, yeah, you know, this is, she's the one, this is love. But when I reflect back to it, I just think it was just comfortable being around her because I've known her for so long. What about in terms of you? You've known her for so long, same way as you have your your um, wife now. What were some of the feelings that you felt like in terms of action? Like how was she compared to your wife now? How was how did she act? She was a lot more full on. My first well, Ed, she was she was all clingy all the time. She would like you know we'd walk like arm in arms, like um, shopping would have to be together. Um, lunch times would be she would wait for me she was a lot more sort of she gave me a lot more attention mm-hmm. than my wife now did my wife basically she let me be um, she let me live my own life and likewise I didn't even know anything I thought it was just a friend I didn't 
grow too personal into her personal life. I didn't. I sort of kept a barrier between us. Well, I thought it did. But that, that was a difference for me. Raj, she wanted to know everything about me. Well, he vice versa. He should have been aware I was, which mates I'm out with. Yeah. And just constantly um, on the phone or messaging or not letting me be myself. Now, now, now I've come to realise that I, were, I wasn't Vips back then. I was what she wanted me to be. Okay, so he, you, you, you almost felt like you weren't even yourself then? No. But no. you are now? That's right. And I think that's what caused me to break down afterwards and to have my issues that I did in my head because I didn't know who I was. Right. Before I met her, I was someone totally different. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to being who she made me till the day she said that she doesn't want to be with me. Over, after spending such a long time, you would think they would tell me, tell me in person or ring me or whatnot, but over a message. Social media. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's, since then I came off. I came off social media, I came off everything. Mm-hmm. Only now um, I've, I've slowly got myself back into it, my wife, you know, we she says, don't worry about the past. If you keep thinking about the past, you're just going to keep falling over. Yes. So, um, so and I think that the guidance that my wife gives me is a lot different to what I used to give me. Is I, it? Yeah. The, the way she told me to live, you know, back then it was like, I, she would, I would have to dress the best. <laughs> yeah. I would have to uh, take her out to the best restaurants, whereas... My wife, she's more easygoing. She's she, uh, we compromise on everything. What she likes, I w- I would like sometimes. What I like, she would I, she would like. So yeah. And for for me, that's what the relationship grew, and it grew, and now um, we we love each other. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to ask. Um, what did you feel because of because of the circumstances? You weren't necessarily going into a. Re- there was no build up of this is a relationship. I'm worried. What am I getting myself in for? It just all of a sudden happened in the car one day when you were dropping her back. So, um, when she said when she spoke about marriage, um, did you have any reservations in that moment? Um, holding you back. Definitely, I did. I. I sort of, that's when I questioned, I said, why us, what sort of relationship have we got? Because she was saying that we've got a wicked relationship. So I did question her, so I dropped away saying, what's this us? Because I thought there was no us. We were just were colleagues or mates, whatnot. And it took me a few months, like I said, before I even went to my parents, because it took me that period of time to realise, well, she never realised um, that what she was saying, it does make sense. Um, and I did actually, I don't know if I told you, I, uh, when she did tell me about the marriage thing, that mm-hmm. was, but she didn't know about Raj until then, but then after a couple of days I did tell her yeah. that I'd been through to, um, what I'd been through. Mm-hmm. I went into the hospital. I think it's because of her, I'm not sure, I came out and I'm trying to rebuild my life. And instead of frowning on that, she actually um, supported me. Really? So she had no problems yeah. with that? She she sort of embraced yeah, it, yeah? She actually said, well, you know, she goes, that's her loss. Really? <laughs> she goes, that's her loss. She goes, stop dwelling on her because that's her loss. That was her exact words. She sounds like a very strong woman, your wife now. 
she she's not she's mellow she's not strong but she knows I reckon she's she's a genuine person she she will tell you how it is she cares she's she's got a brilliant brilliant heart um she always puts others others first yeah for herself she's yeah like she's amazing around the kids um my parents no issues they they treat her as their, their, their daughter. Likewise, her parents and yes, their son, son-in-law. So it's, it's magical. It's, it's something that, you know, you only see on... It really on is. Films, but, but it is actually happening. And after my first breakup, I thought, I'm just going to go down the route where I'm going to be single till I'm about 40, 50, and then my parents are going to take me to India. To <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, what I, that's what I imagined my life to be like. But it, it did not turn out like that at all. You know, in the... You know, in the stages of you, you said that you had that um, the first two months um, of when yeah. she said to you about the marriage and then you, you went away yeah. and sort of thought about it before you told your parents. What made you overcome the things that you'd been through and going into this? Oh, she, uh, yeah, so, so the process, basically, bef- before that time, I used to question myself on everything. Um, I used to think I'm the wrong in anything I did. Mm-hmm. I used to blame myself. Whereas I realised that spending more and more time with Aaron, she just with her words would give me more confidence. Um, her being around me would give me sort of a um, sense of security that and that it's not me that's the problem. It's it was the circumstances, or it was uh, it was a really love back then. So she taught me to stop blaming myself. Okay. And I yeah. think that's 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 what overcome me thinking uh, that shall I do this or shall I not go for this or shall we take it further? Even even after we spoke about the marriage, we didn't get married straight away. It was about a year or so after, so we still dated. But in the sense we dated, we spent time together, not always together. So I gave her space, she gave me space, and it just worked out really well. Oh wow. Yeah. But her giving me some confidence in terms of just say complimenting little things that I do or we used to do charity work together, like I don't, there was that earthquake in Haiti. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so we did a, a massive event and we just it was amazing working with her. Um, through the bank we did a charity event in Birmingham and it was just me and her organising it and it was it was fun working with her. It was fun just just being around her and things like that. It made a difference. It really felt as if no, I can actually move on. There is sort of a light at the end of the tunnel, like they say. There is, and and your story is one of those. You know, that is the light at the end of the tunnel. Men can get over painful situations, and in this case, um, it sounds to me like it's definitely the next woman or the women, the women after that that you meet, how they are and how they interact with you. You know, I'm you... Well, yeah, definitely. You um, were just allowed to be yourself, weren't you? Allowed to be myself and not going out looking for love is the main thing. I think straight after that, if I went out trying to look for someone or someone to be with, it could, it could easily happen. I'd come back and just jump back straight into a relationship. But it wouldn't have been real. It wouldn't have been 
me and maybe I would have messed, messed around and broke up with her. So it could have ruined somebody else's relationship. Yeah. How long were you single for? About two years. Before you met your wife now? Yeah, two years. About a couple of years we spent in the bank. Yeah, about two years. Two years you were single. After your sort of first love, that that ended two years by yourself. And do you think it's important that people have that time by themselves after going through a breakup? It depends on how that time was spent. Like mine was spent, seven months of that was spent in their rehab hospital. Okay, yeah. Um, so I would have, even though it was the best thing for me, I was left in isolation for three months in a room. But when I look back at it now, it's done me a huge favour, but it might not do others a favour. Um, like I said, there's people, there's people in there for like 35 years in the same hospital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if, if you were... It depends on your network as well, you know, people around you. Yeah. Like, because of Raj, I lost my relationship with my friends because um, I just, I didn't, know, I didn't make time for them. I was just constantly with her. So I lost that network of people around me besides my mum and dad. Mm-hmm. And, didn't want to hurt them or put them under any strain or pressure. So I, let, I kept it from them. So if you've got a good network around you, I reckon you'd recover and get back out into the world a lot quicker than if you don't have anybody. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. So the moral of the story is try not to cut everybody off when you're in love. Yeah. Yeah, That's definitely. Keep a balance. Yeah. Definitely. Because when you're young, you sort of tend to... Not focus on the future, you just that moment. So you don't really think what's going to happen in the future, do you? So. They say hindsight's a wonderful thing, Vips. Definitely. Isn't it just, well, I'm really happy for you, you know, everything that you've been Thank through you. and, and you've come out the other side. Clearly, you've got two wonderful kids and, right. you know, a beautiful wife that's really supporting you, that has just really helped you. Um, as a grow as a person, and I'm sure vice versa. You know, you've probably helped her as a person as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Every every day I wake up and I and I, and I must have done something right. Thank God that I've got a beautiful wife and two beautiful daughters. That's why for me it's turned out as a blessing. Yeah. Um, but I know, I know, I do know that in many situations they doesn't. Some some guys aren't as lucky as me, and vice versa. Some girls aren't as lucky as me. Um, they can go down the path of just drinking the rest of their life away. Uh, that could have happened to me. Very true. Very true. I think that's very important. Yeah. Found by that police officer on that canal. Maybe I could have. I would have been a white ace bottle of cider man in the park bench. Do now. Who knows? Was, yeah. 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 That's what I mean. So I'm lucky in the sense how it's worked out for me. But I'm, I do appreciate that not everybody will have it like. Like this, uh, wow. Um, that's why I wanted to get it out there. That the uh, main thing is that there are going to be a lot of people in my situation where religion is causing an issue. But just want to, if, if you can, like, sort of elaborate it, that it doesn't need to matter. You can work out. Regardless of whether you. Block. Yeah. Yeah. So don't use it as a barrier. Uh, like. With Raja, I thought we're in the 21st century now. Her parents are going to be caught. So it was a big shock to me for her to come back and say that. So, and to contradict it, my second, well, the girl that I meet after. Is Seek. 
Exactly. It really does contradict it. Yeah. But, you know, you... The first, um, Raj, she yeah. was a Sikh, and your wife now is a Aaron, Sikh. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, deep, yeah, but it's just sometimes I have to just uh, close my eyes and think, did this really happen? It ain't gonna happen every day, but it did to me, and I'm, I'm thankful for it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, Vips, for sharing your story. Um, yeah, no, no, sweat, no problem. And I'd also, just before you go, I'd like to ask you, um, if you could get if you could give the listeners, you don't have to come up with it immediately, have a little think. Um, if you could give the listeners one piece of advice about yeah. love or, or anything to that matter, what would it be? Yeah, I don't well, I can sort of... I, for me, love was natural. I did. It's, you, you can't buy it, you can't force it upon anything or anyone. It is natural. Um, it will happen when it's the right time. That's, that's what I can... That would be my advice. Don't go chasing it. It will happen. Love will happen. Love will happen. Don't go chasing it. Love will... That is brilliant, Vips. Love will happen, yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, Vips was lovely. Vips was lovely. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast, everyone. Um, I'm going to be having different guests on the show, all sorts of people, different stories, different backgrounds. I just want to get real people's stories and have some real good conversations. And hopefully from the conversations that I have, everybody can take something away from it, learn from it, relate to it or do whatever you want with it. All right. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow and share, like and also comment if you're feeling freaky. Okay. Thank you very much. See ya!